0: Welcome to Weed Week. I'm Alex Hopper,
1: And I'm Donnell Alexander. This is the Weed Week podcast. You can subscribe to our free newsletters, Alex's Weed Week, the original, the nearly five-year-old original Weed Week newsletter, My Weed Week California, and Weed Week Canada, featuring next week's guest, Jesse Staniford, all available at WeedWeek.net. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Weed Week News. If you have any feedback, email us. We're hello at WeedWeek.net.
0: This episode of Weed Week is brought to you by Dama Financial. Get access to a secure, transparent banking solution with Dama Financial. Secure your cash, make and receive electronic payments, and stop worrying. Your account will be shut down for being a cannabis business. Schedule a consultation at DamaFinancial.com today or call
1: 877-401-3262. So this week we're doing an episode that's a little bit different from our usual approach, We talk a lot about social equity and economic justice, and we talk about how it's a boom time for lawyers and accountants and multi-state operators and local tax coffers, but we don't get much of a chance to see what rake and from those backgrounds criminalized for cannabis looks like. This week, we take a look at the Momentum program, a business accelerator that seeks to uplift the marginalized in one specific company, a sleep brand in LA called Dreamt. The momentum program is sponsored by by a company called
0: Ease, which is a major delivery app in in California and and Oregon. But they're one of one of the best known brands. Well, they were the first company to get tech
1: money, weren't they?
0: Yeah, I don't know the first company, but they got a well, lot significant money. They raised about one hundred and sixty six million dollars. And they're they're a sponsor of this this momentum program, and it's a little bit awkward because, as TechCrunch reported last week, Ease is in a bit of a cash crunch.
1: I don't necessarily find it awkward because you know part of what I learned in hanging out with this group, with them, um, all the different fellows in the the accelerator and this specific company in L.A. is that they're learning about the ups and downs of cannabis and how they're unlike any new industry, and it's almost been a teachable moment to see them watch their benefactors have. A rough moment.
0: Yeah. This industry is hard for everybody, (laughs) no matter how much money you have, clearly.
1: Well, if you want another example of that, let's talk about that open letter from Adam Bierman. Yeah. We should probably say who Adam Bierman is. Well, Adam Bierman is the the CEO of MedMen,
0: which is another big company uh, based in California, arguably the best known cannabis brand in the United States.
1: Uh, but can I say that they're also the one cruising closest to infamy at this point in terms of their business travails?
0: Well, you, you know, they're they're also having... Travails. Having travails. <laughs> they, they laid off 40% of their staff at the end of 2019. They've exited several markets. They exited Arizona. They broke a, a merger agreement with Pharmacan, which is a big Illinois company. Their stock is in the tank, and they are struggling to recover.
1: Well, okay, I don't want to make this just about men, men, and certainly not just about ease, but when you have these big companies with such recognition and so much money behind them, what does it mean to the, the ecosystem of legal weed when they have struggles? Are those ripples felt? I have to say, the layoff numbers always seem really low, and it seems like it's not a huge problem in the grand scheme of legal weed. And are there effects? The, the layoff
0: numbers are aren't that low when you consider that there really aren't that many people working in this industry and especially aren't that many people working full-time for sort of full-on legitimate companies. What is the
1: impact on the ecosystem?
0: Just fear? I mean, it certainly doesn't impact desire for for cannabis. And, you you know, there's no pressing need for people to get their their weed from from Ease or MedMen. But it sends a signal that that this, this market isn't a gimme, you, you know, you need to play it right. And that some of the companies that haven't been spending quite as much money to get their name out there may be somewhat better prepared for, for the marketplace, which still remains challenging because the taxes are high, the regulations are complex. There are all these issues that just make it really hard to run a successful cannabis business.
1: Yeah. You need a class and some mentors to navigate these waters, that's for sure, especially if you're from a marginalized community. So you're going to enjoy this episode. I love the fact that the participants in this program have their perspective on what Ease is going through. I want to shift just a little bit because this conversation is about economic justice and social equity. I know that you have, you have opinions about social equity, and you seem like you kind of like this approach that Ease. Why does it stand out for you? As something that seems worthwhile, or am I wrong here? Do I have I misread your expression as I've updated you on my story? I certainly commend ease for
0: for the for the effort and money they're putting into it. Ultimately, you know, I think it's a little too early to to see if it if it's going to work out and if these ideas of equity are going to work out.
1: Yeah, and I should be clear, when we say it's Ease, it's not just Ease that's behind the funding of Momentum. They partnered with Alternative and Bail Capital to make this thing happen. Each member of this class, the original class of Momentum, received a $50,000 check just to get started.
0: It's a really interesting story to see how it works out. And Ease, with its large footprint, is probably in a good position to... Um, promote these companies and you know it could probably if it wanted to sell them on through its through its platform and it's in a really good position to lift these companies up the the question is whether it will work
1: well you know we're not going to see immediately so let's have a listen and see what it's like inside a program like. Momentum. Back in November, I caught up with a couple of Momentum Program fellows at ESA's San Francisco headquarters.
2: I'm Carolina Vasquez-Mitchell. i 34 years old, and I'm originally from Guadalajara, Mexico. I came here 10 years ago, and right now I'm a resident in Los Angeles, California. I see my cousins, that they had so much potential, but they lose interest, and but they have a lot of interest in cannabis. <laughs> and I see that a lot of these kids and people in minority um, Mexicans, Latinos, African Americans and other minorities might find this such an appealing environment and if we can professionalize this environment and really give them a career where they don't feel like they are drug dealers uh, but they are actually using this exciting cannabis uh, industry as a career and they they can do something better they can be scientists, they can uh, be managers.
3: My name's Wasif Tawachi, I'm 30 years old, and I live in Los Angeles, California. And my own cousin, who lost two years of his life right as he was uh, having his baby girl uh, born, to, uh, he got caught growing, you know, maybe not in a non-licensed uh, facility, he was staring down 10 years, uh, and he ended up serving two of those years right as he was having uh, his baby girl, so he lost out the first two years of her life You know, serving time for something that Mm. people are making so much money off of right now. Uh, Doing, you know, nothing harmful. I mean, yeah, maybe he wasn't licensed. He should have gotten a ticket, pay your fine, whatever. But you should never have to go to jail for something like that.
2: After um, I was studying a Ph.D., and then I decided to start working in the cannabis industry, developing products for the cannabis industry.
1: In addition to being a chemist, Carolina is an insomniac. She tried various formulations to get herself rest that other vapes and flour couldn't deliver.
2: And then I started playing around with different formulations to find something that can uh, alleviate my insomnia, uh, kind of improve my sleep disorder. And I tried flour, I tried vapes, I tried gummies, and I finally come up with a formulation that combined different molecules that help you to fall asleep, including cannabis, CBD, melatonin, and valerian root, plus another uh, terpenes. I combined them all in a vape, and I started smoking that (laughs) to fall asleep. It started to help a lot of people. Um, I did several blind tests to make sure that it is safe and pharmacologically effective.
1: Last fall, she began a business with a small group of friends down in Los Angeles. When she started
3: talking about this pen she had, uh, you know, we started using it, and it was working. It was like, there's something here. We we gotta we gotta pursue this, and next thing you know, it, that was about eight months ago, and now we're here doing our first production run as a company.
1: In November, Wasif and Carolina's company Dreamt was named part of ESA's inaugural Momentum Program. I'm excited and honored to welcome the first class of the Momentum Program. Momentum is the delivery services stab at building meaningful relationships that work on behalf of those too often shut out of the legal cannabis market. In addition to a $50,000 grant, Ease is connecting founders of cannabis companies with executives and investors, among other legal industry leaders. Being the only ones based in Los Angeles, Carolina and Wasif miss out on a good chunk of the momentum camaraderie. On these Tuesday gatherings, a bit of community news gets shared.
4: Oh, by the way, we're having um, a tax info session uh, this Friday at Homey on Fruitvale uh, in Oakland. So um, we'll be telling everybody what this new tax structure means, you and your business, and also how you can uh, get tax rebates uh, if you participate in certain activities um, in Oakland. So a lot of folks don't know about that piece of the tax, the new tax structure. So I would encourage you all uh, to come out and check it out if you do have a business that's in Oakland. And uh, and then I do a bingo night, a weedy bingo night on Friday, on, uh, every couple of months. I have coming up on Saturday. So if you wanna come and smoke some weed and play some bingo and try to win some prizes, some weedy prizes. What time? Uh, it starts at five, it goes till nine.
5: And there's going to be
4: food and lots of free weed smoking.
1: Local goings-on are hardly the guts of these webinars, though. Uh,
4: We have a question online, so Adrian, go for it. Yes, I had a question considering
0: around um, fundraising and me as CEO and and the owner paying myself. uh, Does it look better to investors if I'm paying
5: myself, collecting a salary, or do I continue to
0: not pay myself and
5: fundraise? It, it depends on where you are as a business and again what your milestones are 70 80 of businesses i've seen the founder takes money right like they take a salary they need to sustain themselves it tends to be you know uh, a modest amount you know you're not really taking six figures typically and then as you get through the different stages so you know I, i'll just tell you my example in my first million dollars i was taking a seventy thousand dollars salary when we raised the next round i went to 110 right so I think investors expect you to not be completely living on ramen noodles. And, you know, uh, that being said, like if you raise 250K, you guys are the founders. You have to decide, do I want to spend that money on paying myself or do I think I could use that in other ways to be able to accelerate the business such that the next time it's going to be worth, you know, multiples of that.
1: $50,000 is fantastic, especially in this epic of vape panic recovery and tight, tight everything legal. But mentoring may well be the heartbeat of ESA's accelerator, and much of that comes in the form of Tuesday webinars with the fellows and the veterans all together online.
2: We bought a very old HPLC machine, and I haven't been able to make it work. <laughs> um, but we saved about ten thousand dollars on it, so nice <laughs> to, to troubleshoot. Um, And I really need this in order to start testing the abinoids. Um, That's kind of personal. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else, Pete's? So we prepare a pitch for five different investors and the pitch didn't go as we prepared. Um, which probably is expected. But the peak is that three out of the five investors are investing in the company.
1: Entrepreneurial opposites of the Harvard NBA, these emerging market players need every advantage that they are getting on these calls and in face to face meetings. Mostly, experts explain both the basics and share hacks. Here's the suggestion to use Cooley Go, a resource by a law firm that handles venture capital deals. The equalizing basics are all right
5: there. Uh, so, hey, it's fun. I was looking for the next thing that could be the next door to action. You know, cannabis, as you guys, I think all kind of believe in, right, is is a consumer market that already has, you know, billions of, uh, of revenue and millions of consumers. There's a very few, I would say, consumer markets that are kind of already established, um, but start are starting to be built right now, right? So I think that, for me, got me excited about uh, cannabis in general. Um, and then as I looked across kind of the ecosystem of, you know, where did I think the, the best opportunities will arise? I, I thought this concept of you know, the DoorDash for cannabis or the Amazon for cannabis, if you will, um, was uh, an idea that, you know, ought to be built. So that's why I joined these. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I thought, you know, uh, I'd love to just spend this time with questions, answers. You know, I'm sure you have a lot of them. Um, I thought maybe there's a few things I'd like to cover uh, in in the next kind of 10 minutes or so, and then we can just sort of open it up. Um, So a few things I would say, Um, I think, Uh, What I've got up here is, um, so Cooley is uh, a law firm um, that um, does a lot of early stage uh, venture deals. Uh, They have this great uh, resource called Cooley Go, um, where every quarter they basically update uh, recent transactions they've done and share kind of that data on What types of valuations are they seeing? You know, what is the average valuation for a seed company versus a Series D company? Um, You know, what types of rights are they seeing in terms of things like liquidation preferences or drag-along rights? So it's, I I think, a fantastic resource.
1: I dropped in on a meeting with Carolina and Wassup and their partners in downtown Los Angeles. Their partners, Ah, Ross Gardner and Janice Babush, are in the room, but Carolina's husband, Benjamin, is not. If the relationship seems so collegial, slack slack. but that's because she right. and Janice studied chemistry at USC together, and Ross is related to Carolina through marriage.
3: We talked with a group of angel investors the other week, actually, and for them, they've never really even tried cannabis. You know, it's a, it's a new world for them. They kind of just see the market opportunity there for them, and it really comes down to the fact that we have this scientific uh, backbone to it where they their concerns about the vape crisis, so what's going on here, you know? Like, I saw in the Wall Street Journal uh, that this one editorial column, not even a real column, was calling this all out. And it's like, well, here's the, you know, seven other articles really showing that it's vitamin E and it's not as widespread as, you know, you're worried about. And really going back to reaffirming what the safety, the science, and the research that we went into it. So really keying in on that with them. and. Uh, Quite honestly I think uh, Caroline has been and Janice have been such a big <clears> figure <throat> in that and reaffirming that you mean on these calls
1: or these in, meetings? In, in meetings this was in person and like how, how do they focus on you too because um, I mean do they focus on are they, are they
2: well every time they have a question about the safety of the babe or the ingredients or oh what if someone smoked too much what if uh, why is this different from anything else and mm-hmm. is it addictive what makes or? it yeah is it addictive? it has tolerance can i develop tolerance uh like many any question that is about the device i mean the vape itself the yeah, technology they know how
4: it works like how is and, your product different
2: mm-hmm, how is different why is it safe How is it's absorbed, why it works um we have a graph, for example, in the packaging, and they ask, like, what is that? And how come different ingredients absorb at different times? And then they have to go through the pharmacology and pharmacokinetics and how it works in your body, how it affects sleep in many different ways and how meats and, and try to um, make them understand that this works no, because we say so, because, but because science say so.
1: The team used an initial family and friends round of funding to get the first pens to market. Wasif tells me that they've beaten their first month's projection by 100% and are now attempting to help dispensary partners sell through. As demand has been proven, he says, Drempt is raising a $2.5 million seed round, working primarily with angel investors. So far, nearly seven hundred fifty thousand of that two hundred fifty million has been raised. In broad terms, Team Dreamt's challenges are not so different from many small businesses. In some ways, though, there's never been anything like what a young cannabis business must go through.
5: Most venture capital firms um, that already have that are successful and already have things that they've invested in, especially tech. Um, have something called a morality clause. Does anybody? Uh, advice it? Or vice clause. Okay, so that basically it's a clause that when they invest in something, gets signed between the two, and it basically says they won't participate in any illegal activity. And so a lot of venture capital, traditional venture capital firms that are investing in these companies just won't touch cannabis um, because it's still considered a great legal area. So that's why mm-hmm. we found we find most success with um, private equity. Those are generally started by like a family, like uh, like somebody's inherited wealth. And it's sort of like now figuring out how to take that inherited wealth and maximize on the returns. Um, they're more inclined to take the risk of participating in so they consider illegal.
1: This week's episode of the Weed Week podcast has been brought to you by Dama Financial. Get access to a secure, transparent banking solution with Dama Financial. Secure your cash. Make and receive electronic payments. And stop worrying your account will be shut down for being a cannabis business. Schedule a consultation at DamaFinancial.com today or call 877-401-3262. On the afternoon when Ease unveiled its opening momentum class, Matt Barnes was there. The cannabis entrepreneur and former NBA champion, Talk to me about what it takes to get started in cannabis. I just think that, you know, I, I think there's a misconception of, you know, how hard it is to really get going in this space. You know, everyone thinks, OK, they're handing out permits. Let's grab these permits. We're going to start these businesses. But, that you know, there's so many more layers to it. Um, so that's why, you know, I think continued education in this space is important. Uh, continuing, you know, with the platform that Ease is giving uh, the winners to just soak up and ask as much questions as you possibly can. You know, really try to educate yourself because this is a business. This is, a you know, there's, there's several verticals in this space that you could really make a good living off of
3: taking the company that we're at right now at early stages and actually growing it at an exponential rate essentially so taking not only are we doing one product right now which hey one product is it is difficult but we want to do seven products and then we want to throw another brand on that and so being able to secure the funding that we need to do so from investors and then actually get all the resources hiring up a team and and doing the strategy that we want that's you know, I feel confident we have the team to do that, but that—that's something that's like always at top of mind. Okay, next steps. It's like we're—we love the success we're seeing, but it's like this is just a start. There's a lot, a lot of work to do ahead of this, and scaling this, going across the licensing out to other states. It's—it's it's really just the the very, very tip of the iceberg for us.
1: Carolina and Wasif's company may well be ahead in certain facets, but there's no apparent disappointment. Even from this most recent one, what was it about Um, Tuesdays? Did you have one? It
2: was about how to get the money and how to spend the money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So for the part of how to get the money, I think we did it right. Um, So they gave a lot of advice. You can't have a private. No, I mean, uh, so they give a lot of advice how to make your pitch and how to pitch it. I mean, how to find investors. More than that, with the, uh-huh.
1: what did you, how did you react to all of it? Does it just feel like stuff you already know because you are a little ahead from it? Do uh, you it, contribute? Are you offering stuff? Is that the kind of avenue it is?
2: If it's no science, I just don't contribute because nothing is going to come out right. <laughs> so I just don't say anything.
3: I, uh, I actually couldn't make this last one because... It's it, 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 <laughs>
4: so
3: it It's like this is where the dynamic of like... Having these teams, like being able to lean on Carolina to participate helps so much because I've been u- utilizing as much time as I can to make trips out to dispensaries, like go and sell. Like that's like the lifeblood right now. So,
1: One day before our meeting, the site TechCrunch reported that Ease, the first cannabis company to earn serious tech company backing, is in significant financial trouble. I asked them about that. Another hard question. I want to get to the hard question. Uh, the this tech crunch story about Ease and its money. How did that impact your morning? Or, you know, what, 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 what did that make you think? I mean, I know you've already got your fifty grand. I assume. Well, we got half. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they
5: just called me
2: and they said that we shouldn't worry. Um, it, they, it was a very inflammatory publication. That is not really how it happened, um, um, Isaac, use? Isaac, Ishaq. I, I, Ishaq. <laughs> he said he's open to speak about whatever is happening in in the East. Um, I wasn't totally unaware. If he doesn't call me, I wouldn't ever know that anything oh, happened. We actually
1: didn't know that had happened. <laughs> yeah,
2: until
3: we, we, She got the call, then posted it to us. Hey guys, check this story out.
2: Yeah, but I guess everybody goes through rough paths. Every company more in cannabis. Yeah,
3: seriously. I
2: mean, I, I, I don't worry at all.
3: And I think we're going to look at like the end of 2019 to 2020, maybe, as the dot-com era
1: of cannabis. Dreamt is just getting started. There's little delusion about that in this downtown LA room or at Ease HQ or even in the webinars. The whole industry is just getting started. That's what makes momentum significant. With this single accelerator is the potential to shift futures.
2: These young people, including my family, and I'm, I'm sure they can do better. And if we can motivate mm-hmm. them and make these a safe place where they can really feel like they are doing something better and their moms is not like, oh, you are just a marijuana. Um, I think this is it's wonderful if I can do that.
1: Next month, here in Los Angeles, Dreamt, along with the nine other companies in Ease's Momentum Accelerator program, will do their big investor pitch. And that's our show for today. Alex has a tweet.
0: This comes from Darvis H. at OG Pen on Twitter. Um, I knew a bit about Matt Barnes's marijuana advocacy. Didn't know he was working with churches. And Al Harrington's story about his granny smoking for the first time at age 80 and making her feel good enough to read her Bible again. Aw, man. And then there's a green heart. A green heart for Granny. Nice little whistling right here. Thanks so much, Pendarmus.
1: And that's um, episode 92 last week's uh, NBA Weed Leaders episode. Yeah, the, the grandma story was enough to bring a tear to your eye if you want your grandma to not ache and read her Bible.
0: And don't forget, don't forget, you can buy my book, The Cannabis Dictionary. It's available for pre-order at Amazon. And you can buy a, a get a discount on a signed copy of the book if you pre-order it at
1: weedweekreports.com and use the promo code signed copy. As always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. At Weed Week News. A lot of you have been finding us, and thanks for that. You can email us, hello at WeedWeek.net. And for more weed news, you can sign up for the Weed Week newsletter, Weed Week Canada, and Weed Week California. All three at WeedWeek.net.
0: I'm Alex Hopper. And I'm Donnell Alexander. Our show is produced by Donnie Alexander and engineered by Larry Buell, Alicia Bayer wrote our theme music.
4: We'll catch you again here next week. Later. Bye.